Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. And welcome. That's a little bit of pick up the pieces, which is the theme for your Fighting Irish today. We all know what happened last Saturday night, and we're not going to dwell on that. We're not going to rehash that. It's a new day. It's a new opponent. It's a new challenge. No time to feel sorry for ourselves because the Hokies sure aren't going to do it. They're here to play, and they're here to win. And we're here outside the Ivy Court Inn and Suites. It's, it's a, a beautiful Saturday. It is a beautiful Saturday. It's a little chilly out here, but... We're fired up and we're ready to go. We're going to talk to a number of guests today, give you their thoughts, some stories about what happened in the past. We'll talk about what's going on today, and we'll get you all ready for your Fighting Irish football game today. We've got some barbecue that's just getting set up today, so if you come out today, get pictures with the guests, get an autograph, get a picture, and eat some good barbecue. So when I say we, I'm Tim Growl, and to my left is the co-host Vince D'Addario. Vince, how's it going? I am surprisingly warm at the moment, but I don't know how long that's going to last. We'll see how you know how things go. Was, but, that, uh, was that press box a little chilly up there during that game last night in high school? It, it was because they had the, all the windows open, which I'm not sure how that works. But, uh, yeah, all the windows were open, so I was bundled up last night as well. So maybe I'm just used to it from last night. But a good Mishawaka win last night, so they're moving on to the sectional championship against Elkhart Central, so that's exciting, uh, but we're talking Notre Dame football today. We, we are, and like I said, let's not rehash last week. <laughs> Tell me what you're worried about with the Hokies this week. Well, you know, you can never count out Bud Foster, the defensive coordinator for Virginia Tech. I mean, this is, his, I think, 33rd and final season at Virginia Tech, and, uh, you know, he's legendary for what he brings to the table, and, uh, you know, after I'm sure they were on a bye week last week watching that Michigan game, I'm sure... If he didn't Absolutely. already know what he wanted to do, I'm sure he got a few good ideas about what he wants to do uh, this afternoon at Notre Dame Stadium. So um, just how the Virginia Tech defense handles the Notre Dame offense is going to be uh, one of the things that I'm really keeping an eye on. Well, let's get started. He's already having fun. He has fun all the time. He's usually on with us earlier in the year, so we'll get a little story about that. Former Notre Dame quarterback, played in 1970-71, Founder and president of Global Football. We'll be talking about that. It's our the friend of game day, Pat Siegeberg. Good it's morning, Pat. It's a perfect day in South Bend, Indiana. It's, <laughs> it certainly is. So you were telling me on the phone yesterday, and then as you just came up here, you don't, you had a pact with yourself not to show up for cold games. And yeah, what happened? I don't know. It was like 10 years ago I came here, and it was raining, snowing, you know, windy. <laughs> and I said, I live in Texas now, you know. And people, I grew up in Erie, Pennsylvania. Okay. okay. Northwest PA came here. And then I realized, when I went to the Cotton Bowl in 1971, I realized it's not always snowing and raining <laughs> everywhere in January. And I, and I came up here to a terrible weather game, and I said, I'm not going up there after November 1st. But I got some buddies here this week, and they said, come on up, and I haven't been here in two years, so 
here I am, and we're going to enjoy a great. Whereabouts in Texas did you come in from? Granbury, which is just southwest of Fort Worth, Dallas Fort okay. Worth Airport. All right. As I talked to my daughter the other uh, Thursday or Friday, she was in Dallas, and I was saying, "Oh man, it's got to be so nice down there, Emma, and everything." And she goes, "Dad, it's 42 degrees. Yeah, we, yeah, we wind chill 35." <laughs> yeah, the, the morning when I left yesterday it was pretty nasty, but it it moves in and out. But hey, it's it's great to be back in South Bend for a football weekend. I always got a lot of buddies I can run into and. It's great to join you guys again here. Well, we appreciate it. Let's let's go back. It's been a long time. Like I said, you've been on the show a probably time. a lot of time for my 20 years <laughs> and everything stuff, too. Let's go back to Texas. What made you decide to come all the way up here to the cold fighting Irish when I'm sure Friday night football, everybody wanted you to play in Texas? For this weekend. Um, you know, it's just I, I, got, I got a lot of buddies here from... No, I'm talking about your career, how you started. Oh, my career. Yeah, so oh. you're from Pennsylvania. That was so long ago, Tim. I'm, right. uh, yeah. Pennsylvania's, uh, Pennsylvania's the, uh, the North, bed of Northwest PA. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I grew up in Erie, Pennsylvania, Erie. Right. And uh, went to Erie Prep, a great great high school. Great, They're still rocking on football. Sure are. And, uh, you know, it was one of those. Mike McCoy came from our high school. Mike. And it was guy. one of those. If you were, a, you know, a young man. Growing up in Erie, PA, and you had a chance to go to Notre Dame, that's where you went. Yeah. I, you know, I visited, you know, went and visited with Woody Hayes at, at Ohio State, visited with Bo at, at uh, Michigan, you know, went to Purdue, went to uh, Rice, I remember, Australia, went to Boston College, did five, you were only allowed five, you know, visits at that day. Sure. And I went to all those places, and, you know, they were all cool, but it was always like if I had a chance to go to Notre Dame. And I remember coming out and visiting, and, and uh, Mike McCoy hosted me. And, you know, when Era offered me the chance to come here, and he just said, son, we'd love, you know, Era was very proper about that. We'd love to give you a, a full scholarship. You know, we'd love to have you here, which probably valued at $3,000 then. <laughs> and I went, yes, you know, there wasn't any question. This, this is sure. where I was going. So I was happy I did it then and still happy I did it now and, so uh, that relationship with Era started, and was Tom Pagna your uh, yeah, backfield Pagna, coach? Yeah, Pagna was our backfield coach who worked with me, you know, every day and found every little flaw I could possibly, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I could possibly. And Era was just, you know, I tell people, you know, now that when we were playing for him, I didn't like him. I mean, he was such a tat. He was such a, you know, he just like, he saw everything possibly bad that you did, but tried to correct you, you know. And years later, after you graduated and after you left, and you know all these years later, you respect what he did. Uh, he would stand up on the tower, you know, and we'd have number <laughs> one and two offense going against scout team defense, and on the other side, you have one and two defense going against scout team offense. And I could throw ten straight perfect passes, right? And then I would throw one bad pass, and he'd see it and he'd yell down, Steinberg! Like, how did you see me? Why weren't you watching the defense? <laughs> how, how did you? You always saw what I did. But he was just uh, I, I had great respect for the man and, and for, you know, his coaching and what, what he did. And I still, you know, his thoughts of, you know, we have no breaking point. That that's the memory that I that I remember clearly. You know, you know it always seems uh, in my limited playing history, not nothing like yours, but it always seems like the coach that's kind of the hardest on you is the one that looking yeah. back that you end up respecting the most yeah. and, and just have just the, almost the best relationship with after after the fact. And that seems to be the case for you as well. Yeah, I think it's with all the guys that I, that I know. We were talking about arrows with some of the guys last night. 
with the Chivarelli room, just going, you know, you didn't know it then, but yes. you know, when you were 19 years old, but but now you do know it, and you respect what he what he taught you, and what he what he drilled into you, what he hammered into you. you exactly. Know. Somehow we grew up to be men. You, know? <laughs> you, you got it. You're listening to the Legacy Heating and Air Game Day show on WSBT as we discuss football with Morty, fi- former Fighting Irish quarterback and the president of Global Football, Pat S- Steensburg. You know, Pat, they, they, we've had a lot of air players on, and they called that the voice of God, air from the tower. So yeah, we, uh, we would always talk to people. So when did you get called, or how many times did you get called? So you, oh, you did. I, and numerous times every day, you know, because <laughs> he was always watching the quarterbacks. You yeah. know what I mean, uh, Back then, as is now, the quarterback is where you know, where the whole game evolves from, you yep. know, right? And uh, yeah, if you made one mistake, and it was, I think it was just that he expected you to do the right thing. Absolutely. He expected you to complete a pass, to make the right call, to go high, low, right, in, you know. And we did. When I think back, I mean, we were very sophisticated on our offense for that for that day and age, where we would. In the huddle, we would call a series. We'd call like belly series. Okay, you just go belly series, boom, and then you go to the line, and then you would, from what you would read, you would read the quarterback would read the defense, and if they got one guy to the left, we're going belly series right. You'd high low it. You go go, go meant right, you know, whereas stop meant left, and then you go two four six or eight, which meant I'd either give it to the give it to the fullback, or I'd pull it out and give it to the halfback, or I'd pull it out and pass, and then I go. You know, go two, three, and then you—that would be the pass route. You know, right. you, you we were very sophisticated wow. from, at the time at the line of scrimmage. What quarterbacks are doing now? It's RPOs before RPOs it, became. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah, when I hear all this RPO shit, it's like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Era, yeah, there's nothing new about this. Era, right? <laughs> era did that in 1970. Yeah. Huh? Look for the pretty girl and go find her. Yeah, you, oh, <laughs> yeah. I love that. Tell me a Tommy Pagna story, one of all my all-time favorite uh, type of guys. Yeah, Tom Pagna was – and he was our coach. I mean, he was right. the guy – Was it a good cop, bad cop type of thing with Arabian? I don't think so. I think they were just – you know, Tom was our coach, and he right. was the guy that coached me day to, day to day as a quarterback, you know, and and, and Eric kind of swooped in and was, you know <laughs> – Tom would, like, coach you, and Eric right. would go, this is what you got to do, damn it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but Tom Pagna was just – you know, I – Back then, and I, I, we always talk with our buddies, and, you know, 50 years later, go, do, am I remembering this clearly, you know? Right. We had 16 quarterbacks. My How fresh- many? 16. <laughs> my freshman spring, okay, because freshmen weren't eligible, right? Right, right. Right. So come out for spring ball in May, and it's weather like today, right? And there were 16 of us, scholarship quarterbacks wow. between our, our freshman and senior year. And we're trying to replace Joe Theismann. <laughs> you know, and I I worked my way up to number two behind Joe my sophomore year, and and back then you know, and I got to, I played in eight games, got you know earned a letter that year because you used to do that, you'd get your backup quarterback in, sure, and uh, which in fact I was I was really happy last week to see that they got the backup quarterback in yep. up at Michigan, you know, get him some playing time, but Tom Pagna was our coach, you know, so he was the guy day to day that was coaching us with Jimmy Bulger and Bill Etter and. Jim Rolfe and all these guys that we were, we were all competing to be quarterbacks, and I, he was Era's, you know, he was like his compadre, right? I mean, he was his his right hand, right? And Tom just, you know, he coached us up every day, every moment, you know. You're 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 taking with your step, you're you're moving a, an inch too far to your right, an inch too far to your left, you know. They were very keen about all the little details of playing quarterback, which was which was great. That's how you got to be better. So. um 
you know, the, the strangest moment and, and in, in my – when I think back, and I hadn't thought of this in years, we're at Miami, and I had started the first two games. We were 2-0, and ranked number one in the country. We'd beaten Purdue, and we beat somebody in, in week three. I can't think of it. But we go down to uh, Miami and to play on, on turf – Right. For, like, the first time on artificial turf, when it was just like a carpet. The carpet, right? yeah. yeah, yeah. That yeah, was, was over cement. I remember. Yeah, right. It was bad stuff, right? Yeah. And Billy Edder was the – they decided to start Bill Edder at quarterback. And I'm like, what the shit's this? You know? I said, come on. And But anyway, I, you know, I did my role. And uh, Bill, Edder, Bill Edder started. And then uh, Cliff Brown went in. At some point, you know, he had, and he was a kicker primarily, and then right. he was playing quarterback. And he he stepped and like stepped out with his kicking cleats and slipped. He had, he still had his kick, kicking cleats on. Anyway, it was just a whole the whole thing was kind of weird. And and Tom Pagna turned to me and goes, "Yo, Pat, get in there." And Era turned to me and goes, "Hey, Bill, get in there." He's like, "Will you guys make up your mind?" <laughs> <laughs> Who's who's playing now? Come on. Yeah. So what happened? Uh, at that point, Edder went in, and uh, I was like, "Wow, that's kind of strange." Yeah. Why, why am I not going in? But anyway, it was it was a great you know a great experience. The whole thing, you know, overall, you look back on it forty five years, however many years later, going. And I go out there like today, and I'll be on the sideline, you know, pregame, and I go, "Did I really do this?" <laughs> you know, I'll see these guys. These right. guys are freaks. Oh, yes. oh I mean, absolutely. These athletes now are just incredible. You know, they're nothing like what we were. We were, you know, we were small, average guys. You know, and I tell people all the time. They said, "I said that was when small, average guys could play football at Notre Dame. If you know, if you worked hard, right? You focused on what you were doing. Uh, you committed yourself. You trained in the summer." You did everything. You could play here. Now you got to be a freak. Yeah, just to start. Right. You know, that's the starting point. Is right. I am a freak, and maybe I can play in Notre Dame. Absolutely. Tim and Vince on the porch of the Ivy Court Inn and Suites, just across from the famous linebacker lounge on WSBT's Game Day Show with Fighting Irish quarterback and president of Global Football, Pat Steenberg. We got about four minutes left. Let's talk about Global Football. You've all got right. a big event coming up in Dublin next year. I know you've been proud of all the events that you, you you've had over the years, but um, I think there's a little something with that Navy game's a big special. The country's kind of used to every few years we're, we're going over there and stuff. So is this the first time in Dublin? I do not remember. No, Tim, I've done this. Well, when, when Notre Dame Navy went in 2012, I took, right, okay. I took 10 high schools and two Division three colleges over. Oh, wow. We played on, on Friday. And it's been, I mean, the whole global football idea was just one of those. When you talk about Coach Pagnan era, you know, I was like 42 years old sitting in my office, and I was working in the horse industry, actually doing sports marketing in, in the equine okay. industry in Texas where I live. And I, and I just had this, you know, what do I want to do in life? You know, we all we all get those. Yeah, you, absolutely. You guys, when, you, when you get to be 40-something, you know. Yeah, get, get that point. it's right around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, like, I, football was my what I grew up in. You know, it's what I grew up around. It's what my family did. It's what my high school did, my college and so I came up with this idea to combine travel, education, and football, and it's called Global Football. And I, uh, since then, now we we've done football events and tours in 28 countries on wow. six continents. Wow. Last year I took University of Pennsylvania, the Penn Quakers, took them to China, met with the you know had a, a night with the ambassador at his house. You know, um, we 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 went to Tanzania, Africa in 2000. 
11 did the first American football game ever on the continent of Africa. Took, took Drake, played against uh, a Mexican all-star game. So it's all of those things. And then, yeah, next year, in conjunction with the Notre Dame Navy game again, we're going to take a number of high schools. at Fenwick High School out of Chicago. Yeah. Oh, probably cool. spent, oh, yeah. Fenwick's yeah. probably sent more kids to Notre Dame than any school you know, ever. Yeah, my fam- my family, a bunch of friars. Yeah, so the Chicago, so the friars yeah. are going with us. Yeah, great coach Gene Nudo. He he loves this idea. They're gonna, they're going to play over there. I've got Notre Dame prep out of uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. That's awesome. Uh, I think my cousin's going to be a senior that on that football team. Really? So that'll be so awesome. he'll be going to Dublin. That is awesome. So yeah, oh, next great. year, and I'm still wow. you know I still got a couple other schools talking about it. But yeah, we that's kind of what I do with the high schools. And now Aer Lingus has and the Ireland Tourism Group has booked to deal with Anthony Travel, our partners in that, you know, to do five years of football games. Oh, so wow, yeah, they, wow, they just fantastic. announced Notre, they just announced Nebraska and Illinois are going in two thousand twenty one. So my little role and I, I just find little pieces, you know, of, of the life that I can do. And I take the high school teams that want to go That's along awesome, and, right? and be part of it and go to Dublin. You know, it's about their educational experience. It's about being in uh being in Dublin you know, being in, in Ireland and playing football there and, and showing it off. So, yeah, that's what, that's what I'm working on every day now. Pat says every time we're together and they have one of those things, he says, have you guys bring the, got to bring the show over there? we got to find uh, sponsors. Vince, come on. Uh, sign me up. Yeah, let's go to Dublin, man. <laughs> sign me up. Hey, you know, Sports Center is going to be there. They announced yeah, I know. that. I know. You guys should be there, too. Hey, you know, part of the package. If we'll you're there. there, I'm there. You know, there you uh, go. You know, if you know that State Farm guy, you need to get him to sponsor, yeah. sponsor the – Yeah, uh, that's right. Go in sponsor there. you guys. That's, that's right. right. Hey, we appreciate you having you here and taking the time. Sounds like you had a great time with your friends last night, spending the day, going to the oh, game yeah. today. Gonna yeah. Going to be up in one of those warm areas, I hope. No, I think I'm, I'm, like, I'm, I'm like a regular guy. I'm, like, <laughs> all right. I'm you know, yeah, I'm going to be out there with all the guys. Just, there you go. Good. Just, you know, if, it, if at halftime we're getting – we're winning by 20 or leading by 20, I'm going to go watch on TV Smart somewhere, man. you know. But, Smart man. But, yeah, I, I grew up here, you know, in the north – uh, I'll go see what see what Notre Dame football is. That's right. So real quick, as a quarterback, what do you need to see out of Ian Book today? <sighs> Boy, I'd like to see him sit in the pocket a little more. You Got know? happy feet, doesn't he? You know, and I get it. Why? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look back, he was getting chased from game one. Right. I mean, I'm. You know, this may be tough, but I'm I'm not impressed with the way the O line has defended him, as as block for him. I mean, he's had. He's had guys in his face all year, but he's always been able to get out and escape and make big plays. I mean, look back to that USC game. That yep. last drive oh, was geez. was magical, right? Yep. He, oh, he, no doubt about that it. That was just like that was Ian Book personified. Yes. Right? They come at him, he goes out and he gains 15, he gains mm-hmm. 20. I mean, to me, that was that was the Ian Book show. And I was just like, my God. And I've never met him. You know, I, like, I would love to meet the guy and, and talk to him. He's, he's incredible with his escape you know, methods and, and his sense of that. But, you know, when Michigan came, they had spies. They had linebackers who were yeah. really fast, and they followed him, and he, he couldn't, get get, out and couldn't get out couldn't get out and gain anything. He right. could get out. So, I, you know, I don't know. I, I know Virginia Tech. I met a guy in the Morris Inn yesterday who played at Virginia Tech, and he told me the number of freshmen and sophomores they have playing. It's like unbelievable. Justin Fuente went and recruited. Yes. And he, he's, done, he's been smart. He said he recruited, you know, four- and five-star guys. But they're freshmen and sophomores. Yep. You know, they're not juniors and seniors, so they're going to come after them. You know, they're going to they're going to get after them and see what it is. But they're still freshmen and sophomores. So exactly. I I just hope Ian can can hang in the pocket long enough 
to hit guys, you know, right. to get them open. But he's amazing. I, I love watching him play quarterback. I think he just does a, a great job. I've, I've been so impressed with him over the last two years to watch him play. Um, you know, we'll, and we'll see if they they got to block those. Got to block the big uglies, though. You got to block them. And then, and Bud Foster's going to bring them. So. He's yeah. good. Yeah, you know, you oh. know, he's going to bring them, right? Going to bring them. That's the, his. The, uh, the formula is the same until Notre Dame can prove differently. Absolutely. That's right? that's what you're going to do. You're going to yeah. bring them. And Jim Harbaugh saved himself a couple more years at Michigan last week, right? <laughs> I, think you're right about I got that. a lot of Michigan buddies in there. Okay, he's All got right. a couple more years here. <laughs> All right, Pat, thanks. You go have a great day, and we appreciate you coming by, and we'll talk to you again next My year, pleasure, I'm sure. Tim. All Thank right, you, Thanks guys. a lot. This is WSBT's Game Day. That was former Notre Dame quarterback Pat Seensberg. We're live on the porch of the Ivy Court in the suites. To get a reservation for your out-of-town guests or to book your own getaway, call the Ivy Court at 574-277-6500. We'll be right back with the grandsons of Canute Rockney. And your game day show is brought to you by Legacy Heating and Air. Protect your family. Schedule an $82 tune-up and safety inspection with Legacy Heating and Air. Enjoy a worry-free winter. Schedule online at LegacyHeatingAndAirInc.com. By Wings Etc. Grill and Pub. Good food, great times, and online ordering. Just go to wingsetc.com. By United Beverage, encouraging you to enjoy responsibly, drink wiser. By The Skillet, why would you go to all the trouble of Thanksgiving when The Skillet can do it all for you? Call The Skillet today for a no fret, no mess Thanksgiving. 574-234-6069. By The Food Bank of Northern Indiana, together we can stop hunger. Learn more at feedindiana.org. By State Farm Insurance Agent Tim Growl for all your insurance needs. Call Tim at 232-9981. And by Smith's Downtown Tap and Grill, text Smith's DT to 85100 for exclusive deals and specials. I do need to talk to that Tim Growl State Farm Agent. I mean, we need a, he needs a sponsor us to go to Dublin next year. I, I'm all on board with that. I'll go and update my my uh, passport. Oh, <laughs> I bet you he's got to talk to his wife about yeah, that. Yeah, I have stuff. a feeling you're probably right about that. <laughs> We're on the porch of the Ivy Court Inn and Suites just across from the famous linebacker lounge. I see a few hardy people out there. Not as much Vince as we've no. seen for some other games. But no, there's no band to compete with. That's there's, right. You know, it's a, it's a, I can see a lot of green grass this morning. But we're having fun. We had a great uh, fun there and good conversation with Pat Seedbridge. Now we're going to have a great conversation with Canute and Nils Rockney, the grandsons of the famous and legendary coach. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having us. Oh, you're, 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 you're welcome. So let's just get right to it. I, I found this very interesting when we were talking, and my, uh, my friend Chris uh, Tillman was nice enough to uh, hook us up together. And I'm, I, that worked out really great. When did, and you can both come at a time, and Nils, you got first here, um, when did you first find out that you had a famous last name and a famous grandfather? You know, uh, growing up, I didn't really think I had a famous grandfather. I just knew he was a part of the Notre Dame lore, uh, so to speak. But it probably wasn't until I got into high school and then uh, that I realized that, no, he was something special. But up till then, he was just, he was just my grandpa, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. I, I think, for me, it was my very first Notre Dame game, and Notre Dame played Indiana. And I was about six years old, seven years old, and I uh, was able to go to the game with my grandmother. 
and uh, it was the first time I'd ever been, like I said, to a Notre Dame game. And we Dude, could, could you give me that? When would that be approximately? Because I'm not up to my my history and everything. It, w- it would have been uh, 50, 57. Okay, okay. So, Thank you. And um, so we ha- at the time before they reconfigured the new stadium, sure. the old stadium, we had box seats down field level. And if you look at today's stadium where they have those yellow flowers. Correct. Yeah. At, at the 50-yard right. line. That's where our box seats were. Oh, wow. Right. Okay. So, it, very prestigious, yeah. but you couldn't see a thing. Because <laughs> <laughs> all the players are right in front <laughs> of you. And they were all standing up. Of course. And I, rem- I remember we went to the game, and we were sitting in our seats with my grand, as I said, with my grandmother and my dad and everybody. And Mr. John McAllister, who was at that time the equipment manager, but was also uh, the equipment manager for my grandpa at the end of uh, grandpa's, you know, career, came by and said hello to my grandmother and asked her, hey, how is it going and, and are you enjoying the game? And she said, great, except I can't go and everybody's standing up and I can't see because my grandmother was not very tall, mm-hmm. you know. And within 10 seconds, he walked over to Terry Brennan, the head coach, whispered something in his ear. Terry Brennan turned around and made every one of those guys get on a knee, and they stayed on a knee <laughs> oh, so wow. Grandma could watch the game. That, to me, was... That's when we started. I, we're somebody important. Yeah, that, <laughs> to make the whole team go down. Yeah, and they stayed down. Nobody got to get up unless they were going in the game. That is awesome. We're yeah. with uh, Canute and uh, Nils Rockney. So, Nils, so you, play, you said when you were in high school and you played football. I, I was a baseball guy. Baseball guy. Oh, yeah. Vince, Vince, Vince likes that. Fancy, uh, I'm a alumni alum here in in South Bend. So I was a, a, a Riley Wildcat uh, baseball. I didn't play. I, I was too skinny and too small <laughs> to play football. But I, I was halfway decent at baseball. Well, we need to get you out for a game. That's what yes, needs to happen. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. When, when yeah. Maybe the weather gets nice, then we'll, yeah, we'll have I'm, you out. Well, I'm going to have to talk to my agent, Chris. <laughs> you know, he hooked us up with this there deal, and here we're outside, and it, it's cold. <laughs> I it's, guess it you know, is. 36 degrees or whatever it is today. Absolutely. So it's, a little, it's just a little chilly. You know? <laughs> so, guys, did, uh, did the notoriety with that name, did that bring any extra pressure or anything with I, you? It, Yes and no. I mean, I've, I've always felt like it's a two-edged sword, uh-huh. you know, because there, you, you get we're, – we're doing things like this right now because of who we are. Sure. We didn't do anything. Grandpa did. Sure. You know, yeah, and so exactly. it, sometimes it, it was very hard to go and, and justify all the, the notoriety and, and the hoopla that kind of comes with this because it isn't earned. It, we didn't do it. Yeah. You know, we just – Everybody wants to have that little bit of touch to history and to Grandpa's legend, you know. And and we just were lucky enough to be born. And I don't. How can I take credit for sure. that? You I know, never felt any feels? kind of pressure, but you you definitely wanted to make sure that um, you held up pride and and the dignity that he started. You know, if you you didn't want to get in trouble and you know, drag the family name through the mud or anything. So sure. there was a little bit of pressure to, you know, just to uh, just be a, a, a good person and, and live up to what he's, you know, uh, taught and instilled in his players and, and students at the school. This is the Legacy Heating and Air Game Day show on WSBT. We're sharing some memories with the grandsons of the legendary 
Irish coach. We're with Canute and Nils Rockney. Uh, I was at the, been fortunate the last couple of years ago to the Newt Rockney Memorial Society dinner and everything. Right. And a lot of it's pro, uh, promulgating the memory mm -hmm. of them. Is there anything that you in particular want to see or people know about his legacy that maybe they don't know? Uh, I mean, not really. I think they, they understand the importance of education that he put on. He was an immigrant, came to this country as a five-year-old from Norway, and understood the importance of what an education meant. He worked, after high school, he worked several years to save up enough money to come to Notre Dame. So he wasn't an 18-year-old when he came to school. Right. He, he sure. was a little older. And actually, to tell you the truth, Grandpa didn't plan to come to Notre Dame. He, he worked in the post office. He was going to go to the University of Illinois. And he, oh, wow. and he happened to, the, the day before he was going to leave to go to Illinois, he ran into two neighborhood kids in Chicago who were friends, and Grandpa had saved $1,000, and was, that's, he was going to go to Illinois to go to school. And they said, well, you can come to Notre Dame in South Bend for half that. Oh. And he, that's <laughs> actually, that's why he came to Notre Dame, is because he could go and make the $1,000 last longer and then he got a job waiting tables in one of the uh, dining halls, and so that helped augment his money, you know, so he could. And I got a little, little story I want to tell when he was going to school. He, when he was on the football team, he roomed with Gusteray, and they were over in Soren Hall, and one of the rooms on the lower floor was called the captain's room, and it's a corner room. And the room set a little bit low below uh, ground, level. ground level, but there was big windows in there. So uh, one of the ways that he could make an extra little jingle in his pocket was they closed the dorm at, at midnight. They locked the doors back then. And the guys would that, that stayed out of a little bit too long would come over and rap on the window. And for <laughs> 10 cents, they had let them in. Oh. Through that window to, to get into the dorm kind or, of thing. Or to go out. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. After, after, yeah. Oh, that's bad. Hey, college people, you never put it past a college kid to figure out how to make a little extra money. Isn't that true? Yes. I love tell, that. Exactly. Tell the Gus Ray story about the candles. Oh, and <laughs> another thing. That, that that's Canute being the coach and coaching his Bill's Rockney. This is a good story. Though. Well, um, you know, at – as well as closing the doors at midnight, I think there was lights out back then type deal. Sure. But they liked to play cards. And so Gus DeRay would go over to the grotto and take candles from the grotto and bring them back into the room. And they played cards by candlelight then. And years later, people noticed that Gus would go to the grotto but not – light a candle and say a prayer or anything, he'd just come over and stick money into the donation jar. And finally somebody stopped him and said, Gus, why do you do that? And he said, I'm just paying back for all those candles we took. <laughs> oh, jeez. Tim Growl, Vince D'Addario, Brave in the Cold out here on WSBT's game day show outside the Ivy Court Inn and Suites. We're with Canute and Nils Rockney, the grandsons of the legendary coach. You know, when I was at that uh, dinner the other night, they were showing some old film, and when you were talking about him being a teacher, it hit me. When I was watching up there, there was sometimes, and Vince, this was really interesting, 
he had a chair and a bunch of teammates around him with the front line there with the quarterback exchanging the ball. And he's sitting in a chair, and he's teaching them like you would your health class or something. Yeah. He's sitting in a chair. No, no, boys. You need to do it this way. And he, would just, he wouldn't show them. He could convey to him exactly what he wanted in the play. I found that so interesting. I don't think I've ever seen a coach sitting in a, <laughs> in a practice before, but that's how. He could hold court wherever he was. You're right. He had Absolutely. that uh, charisma about him that it, it didn't matter where he was at. He would collect a crowd, and he was just a marvelous spokesman. And he could tell jokes. He could tell stories. And, and I think that's what endeared him to so many people. I, I grew up in the 80s, and, and one of my favorite movies, believe it or not, growing up was Newt Rock, the All-American. It was by, one, by far one of my favorite, favorite movies. Uh, obviously, that was made a long time ago. Yeah. Ronald Reagan was in it, et cetera. Would you guys like to see that remade, kind of bring back the, you know, the Newt Rockney legacy and things like that? It would be interesting, but I don't know if you can approve on that movie. It would be so hard, wouldn't it? It's so good right now, just the the way it is. Yes, I agree. But uh, it would be interesting to see if somebody would would do something that. Yeah, sure. Well, he is legendary, and we appreciate you guys being here to share some of that. I hope it wasn't too cold out here. <laughs> it was you know, our pleasure. You're, you're around yeah. here, so you know yeah. what the weather's like, yeah. right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, good old South Bend weather for that's, sure. That, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Well, we appreciate it. You guys have a going to watch the game today? Of course. All right. Yep. All right. Cheer the Irish on to a win. We need a big comeback after last Go Lewis. Irish. You got yeah. it. You and got can I make it. one little plug for the Rockney Athletic Fund? Absolutely. Um, this is a fund that uh, it obviously is a name for my grandfather, but it covers all 26 varsity sports at Notre Dame. It's not just football. It's not the basketball. Those are the money-making programs. But your donations to the Rockney Athletic Fund help fund the fencing team and the rowing team and softball, softball teams and lacrosse and things exactly. like that. So yep. any little bit amount that you guys can throw at the Rockney Athletic Fund would be greatly appreciated. Help support our university. Help keep our... Uh, university competitive in all sports, not just football. And where so, do they make that donation at? They can go online and, and do the www.rockneyathleticfund.com, uh, Google it, and there's plenty of information there to get to get that done. Great. So. That's Nils Rockney with his uh, brother, Canute Rockney, here on WSBT's Game Day Show. We'll be right back. <laughs> And your game day show is brought to you by Mega Liquor and Smoke with dozens of locations in Indiana and Michigan. You're never far from your local Mega Liquor and Smoke. By Lechleitner Door. At Lechleitner, we open all the right doors. By Kyle's Auto Repair. A dead battery is no fun. Have yours tested at Kyle's Lincoln Way East in Mishawaka. By Krennic RV Center. Family fun starts here with 27 acres of RVs. Exit 39 off I-94 in Coloma, Michigan. By Ivy Court Inn and Suites, a boutique hotel just steps away from the University of Notre Dame. Hotspot Wi-Fi Pods, providing Wi-Fi and mobile device support services through patented Wi-Fi Pods to ensure your event stays connected and engaged. That's HotspotWiFiPods.com. By Fisher's Tips and Chips Barbecue, save the stress and bring your turkey or ham to Fisher's by November 23rd and they'll smoke them to moist, juicy perfection South 11th Street, just over the state line in Niles. And we're here live on the Ivy Court Inn and Suites. We've got some barbecue. we got some great, the guests of the grandsons of New York. I see you guys. Take care. 
and just hot off the highway with construction coming in from Chicago. Those Fishers guys are smart. They set up inside. I know. They did? And Yeah. No, they're inside. Oh, we're wow. outside on the porch. Wow. <laughs> we're, uh, we're joined uh, right now by a former Notre Dame cornerback, return specialist, great year in the NFL, many good years in the uh, NFL. 2003, he led the NFL with 545 uh, punt return yards. He was a 2004 Pro Bowler, and also at that same year, he won the NFL's fastest man competition. And as I saw him get out of his car and run over here, I'm not so sure he was running down I-80 to get here. Alan Rossum. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. How are you today? I'm doing all right, man. It feels like Atlanta right now because um, <laughs> in Atlanta it dropped about 20 degrees. Did it really? Uh, yesterday. Woo! And I think I brought it with me, but I don't know. It feels good. It's cool, man. It could be worse. It's it could be worse. It could be worse. It's football weather. That's right. Unless you're not playing in the game. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> so what do you remember about your first experience coming from Texas up here for the, the your first cold? What Was it cold when you came, got recruited? Yeah, so it was funny, man. So um, I come here, and uh, it's Bobby Taylor. The, I mean, there's everybody that's here. This team was stacked. Um, and uh, there's about an inch or two of snow on the ground <laughs> uh, in December. And he goes, um, Hey, you know, it doesn't get that cold here, uh, but not much colder than this, you know. So I just went, oh, okay. It may have been November. But, uh, but it was, yeah, so the rest is history. I remember that first semester that I was here, though, it maybe it felt like 20 below. Uh, coming from Texas where you pray for snow, and I got here, I prayed for snow to leave. So, <laughs> like, oh, my gosh, man, this is crazy. So is it the first time you saw snow when you came up here for your visit? I mean, or? we had seen snow in Dallas, okay. but, you know, it just kind of it, it ice over yeah, in January, right. but it'll, or it'll snow, and then it'll melt by the afternoon. <laughs> right, you know, exactly. Whatever little snowman you got, it's, it's, really, it's really styrofoam. <laughs> That's really, right. So, <laughs> so Al, when you uh, was there any kind of pressure that people, they wanted you, obviously, to stay in Texas, that they – some of your friends say, are you a traitor? Are you oh, you're a traitor. Why are you staying in Texas? Friday Night Football. You know what? Uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was crucified, man. <laughs> you know, uh, leaving a football state and uh, coming up here to uh, play football in what they considered a basketball state, which was Indiana. Yeah, true. Uh, yeah, it was, it was tough, man, leaving the state of Texas uh, where football is king, track is king, and I, I did both. Um, not even give the state of Florida a chance and um, – and then to come here, uh, but to me it was just the best of both worlds. I mean, who could who could complain about being on TV every week, um, and then uh, have an opportunity to have a great education? So it, it, it worked out all right for who, me. Who were the the top schools coming after you? I mean, like, you know how the kids uh, have a Final Five and all that nowadays, but like who who were kind of the top ones coming after you? I mean, you name it, man. Yeah. Um, I mean, I had them I had them coming after me, but my visits were Penn State, uh, Tennessee, because Peyton Manning and I swore that we were going to go to school together. Ah. Uh, that didn't work out. Uh, <laughs> but honestly, though, uh, he was going to commit. He was going to commit here uh, when we went to Tennessee together, and they <laughs> threw the world at both of us. And then we came here the next week. And, uh, you know, we both wanted com to commit, but he didn't think he'd, he'd get a chance to play. So, really? Yeah, they, uh, he felt that they were uh, really high on Ronnie P, and, uh, and they were. And so sure. he wanted to go in what he felt was a fair shot. And uh, I think his career turned out all right, though. <laughs> I think he did okay and, for uh, himself. Yeah, so our next visit then was Stanford. Uh, then we both canceled. But um, uh, then we uh, decided to part ways. Wow. And we, we laugh about that one. 
he more laughs over over a beer and uh, <laughs> me maybe scotch or something. But it's fun. It's all fun. That's awesome. That's Alan Ross, and I'm Tim Growl. I'm with Vince D'Addario on the Legacy Heating and Air Game Day Show on WSBT outside the Ivy Court in. So when you came to Notre Dame, were you recruited as cornerback and a specialist, or did how did that evolution hey, happen? I'll tell you what. Lou Holtz comes in, and he sits down on the uh, couch, and I played quarterback, by the way, in oh. high school. And I didn't do very good research. I didn't <laughs> catch that. That's, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people probably thought I played running back as much as I ran the ball, right. and we didn't throw as much. It was kind of like a running option, spread, uh, yeah. sprint out uh, offense, uh, kind of like a lot of the stuff that they do here now with the RPOs and things. But um, he comes, and he says – Hey, man, I think you'd be a great corner. <laughs> okay. Didn't see that one coming. No, it was so fine with me because I haven't grown. So, <laughs> so I was 5'8", player quarterback. But then um, my sophomore year, he comes to me and says, hey, uh, I heard you return a kickoff in the game in, in high school. I'm like, yeah, one. You know, I had one. He's like, yeah, but you scored. I'm like, yeah. He says, okay, great. You're, you're taking an open kickoff back tomorrow. <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? That's how that went down? You're kidding. <laughs> oh, wow. That is hilarious. So, so he, the night before, he says, yeah. hey, you're going to take the opening kick. <laughs> opening kick, sophomore year. Uh, we are playing against Purdue. They had just built the extra 20,000 seats. Sorry, uh, fans, oh, that was my earphone, my microphone falling. Uh, I fumbled for the No, you didn't fumble. No, 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 no. You don't fumble. You don't fumble. <laughs> but I caught it, though. <laughs> right. You did. They didn't hit it's the It's crazy. Yeah, you I still did. got the reactions, buddy. I, I bobbled it. That's I right. It. That's right. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he tells uh, Emmett Mosley, who's a senior that year, and says, hey, He's going to take the opening kickoff, and lo and behold, uh, you guys are going to block for him, and he's going to score. I'm like, thanks for putting a lot of pressure yeah, on Yeah, no pressure whatsoever, uh, right? And lo and behold, I scored the first one. No kidding. Yeah, and then the uh, rest is history on that. And then middle of my junior year, he comes to me and says, hey, can you uh, return punts? I says, is anything like catching a pass? <laughs> and uh, he says, uh, punt the ball, and he caught it. And I never even practiced. I just got in the game <laughs> and did it. And my second one, I scored. And he says, hey, kid, I got good news and bad news. I said, what's the good news? He says, you're going to be returning punts. He's, I said, what's the bad news? He's like, you got to learn how to catch him. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I scored nine times, and, you know, the rest is here. Yeah, let's break that down. Three interception returns for touchdowns, three punt returns for touchdowns, three kickoff returns for touchdowns. And along the way, as cornerback, you had 144 tackles, two sacks, and seven interceptions. I'd say that's kind of a full career for not any, for not ever playing defense or running yeah, it kicks was, back. You know, it was fun, man. It was a lot of fun, and uh, Coach Host took great care of me, and the school did as well. But he'd only let me return one or two punts and kicks a game, and uh, and he would literally just point at me. I wouldn't even know what the re- what the return was if it was a punt <laughs> return. He'd just stay out just, there. Just go. Just stay. <laughs> yeah. The only wow. time I really returned a lot was that Pittsburgh game my junior year, and then I returned two that game. But then uh, they take me out, and they put this guy by the name of Archie Denson, who wound up being the all-time oh, leader rusher. Yeah. Yeah, they put average. him in and return a punt, average. and then he takes one back. <laughs> <laughs> and then they were punting again on third down after that. So and it was fun, though. Yeah, no. give us another Lou Holtz story because we just oh. love Lou Holtz. <laughs> you weren't around when he actually said, told somebody they weren't catching the punt right, and he went in there to catch it and he broke his finger? Well, Was I remember when he broke his nose. Oh, uh, me. Um, <laughs> tell us that. Um, <laughs> which time? <laughs> uh, when he, had, when he uh, you know, he had the neck surgery. Then um, the one time my freshman year, and he told me, obviously, you want to. We're not having a good year, and it's all your fault. Uh, <laughs> and I was, I, so I've contacted gotcha. uh, Tennessee and Joe Pod. He says I've contacted all these schools, Michigan. I know you canceled Michigan. They all said they'll take you. I'm just like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Wow. You're the reason why we're not having a great season. I'm just like, I just want to play. <laughs> uh, but I, probably my most memorable one, the one he tells the most, and he told to my kids was my sophomore year, we were in Washington, 
And they're loaded, man. They got Corey Dillard, Rashawn Sheehy. They're loaded. They got one of the Hewitt brothers. And uh, we're, we're in a battle up there. It's loud. It was it was great. And uh, we're battling back. And they're driving just to kick a field goal to win the game. Uh, so we're up by like a couple points. And uh, they throw a pass my way, and I pick it off. And if I fall down, the game's over. He's <laughs> 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 <And> a sophomore. <laughs> I decide I want to run it back. Oh, boy. And I am zigzagging all across the field, and I wind up scoring. So he tells the story of as soon as I catch it, he's just like, get down, stupid. Get down, you <laughs> idiot. Get down, fall down. And I refuse. And then when I crossed the 40 and 50, saw that I was not going to be tackled. He goes, great job. But oh, anyway, geez. he tells the story a lot better than me. Uh, but uh, I could tell you a million stories, man. Uh, Coach Holtz was great. That's classic coach stuff. Because you, you see a kid do something that you don't want. No, oh, what are you doing? What are you yeah. doing? Great job. Great job. Great job. Yeah. I taught him everything, everything he knows. That's yeah. a great job. I say that to my wife all the time. Yeah. She's decorating. That's right. <laughs> hey, Alan, how about we get together again and, and, and do this? We're a little tight for time right yeah. now or whatever and tell some of those stories. All right. Can we do that again. Thank I appreciate you, you rushing to get here. Hey, at least Thank it's you so what's much. the ticket worth, you know? Yeah. These days. <laughs> and, and I forgot, Alan's most best – Biggest and best favorite reward was he was named National Fatherhood Award in 2005. Yes, yeah, you're a good dad. Year. Thank That's you so awesome. much. All right, thanks. Thank we'll be guys. right back on game day. <laughs> this is the Legacy Heating and Air Game Day Show. Plan to join us next week as uh, we take on the Duke Blue Devils. You can get us on the WSBT Sports app or right here on 96.1. We'll be with Dick Vitale, Woo! Dickie V, the classic radio baby. This has been the Legacy Heating and Air Game Day Show on your home for Fighting Irish football. WSBT 96.1, your sports league. Hey, everyone. Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering, char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Gallery. Dine with us today.